I'm going to be referring to Dean as just Dean Mush because I'm not going to say the full last name every time. But um, I used to say the way I met Dean was just completely random. Uh, and then I realized about a year ago when he was actually the one baptizing me that it wasn't random chance, but it was God's plan on how I met him. Uh, it was my freshman year. I signed up for small groups. Uh, my phone wasn't working on the sign-up sheet, so I just borrowed some random girl's phone. And I'm sitting there trying to find a name because I feel bad because I was using this girl's phone. It was a whole thing. And so I'm just going down the list. And I was like, man, who would be a fun one to do? And then right there I see this 20-letter long last name. I'm like, yeah, he looks fun. So I just signed up for it, showed up to small groups that day. And immediately after that, we started growing our relationship. He didn't know me at all that first day, but that didn't stop him from just coming up and just showing glory to God, showing just how loving and caring this man is. And so, um, he didn't like mind taking or talking to some random kid, uh, started going to his church that he invited me to absolutely loved it. Gave me a place over the summer to stay at when I didn't have a place to stay. Uh, always dragged me to church at 8 a.m. whether I want to go or not, but he was still there to force me to just like learn about God, learn to love God, to know about God. And I'm truly blessed to have met this amazing man. Uh, and now I get to literally work for him at the church as a college intern. I could not be more blessed to have that job. And so I can't list everything this man has done in my life, but I can truly tell you that he's one of the greatest blessings that I've ever had in my entire life. So give it up for Dean. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, good. I mean, that kid talks a lot. Um, he smells funny too. If you haven't met Cody, you're missing out. That's a great guy. Uh, if we haven't met before, my name is Din Mushambangabo. I am the college minister at Greenlawn Church of Christ right there across the street. And it's an honor. I'm excited to be before you guys today, this morning. Uh, everything that I'm going to say, I'm not going to talk about positives. It might sound negative, but it's not. So it's up to you to like find the positive in the things that I say. But um, all the things that I'm going to say come from the worldview, my worldview, that God is the greatest thing to ever uh, happen to me. So uh, no matter what I say, please find that Christian worldview through that. Um, I love my job. I'm the college minister at Greenland, and I love my job because I get to work with college students. I think college students, kind of like middle schoolers, are some of the most honest people that I've ever met. And I love working with you guys because there's almost like this sense of... Um, don't be mad. But, like, how many of you guys have worked with middle schoolers before? Okay. May the Lord bless you. Middle schoolers have a high sense of self-worth. Have y'all ever noticed that? They think they are the greatest thing to walk on earth. And that's the same thing as you guys. And I absolutely love it. I love it because, like, in my work, I've never been challenged. That's my speech. I've never been challenged like I've been challenged by college students. One of the things that I love about, I used to work for admissions here at LCU when I was a student here, and we used to, let's go, we used to have um, all these new incoming freshmen who would come in and they'll be talking about, you know, how excited that they are to be at LCU. Um, and I would ask them, and I'd be like, all right, uh, I mean, I'm marketing this school, so I'm not going to say anything negative, which there's no negative thing about LCU, am I right? <laughs> Y'all were a little hesitant, come on, that was a little, that was <laughs> disingenuous, but I would, be, I, would, I would be talking to these newcomers, and I'd be like, all right, what's your major? And randomly, you'd have this kid who would be like, yeah, I can't wait to come to LCU. I'm going to be the most popular kid. And I'd be like, how many friends do you have? And they're like, maybe two. Or I'd be like, 
what do you want to do as a major? And they'll be, they would say like some of the most like grand things. Uh, it would be something like, yeah, I can't wait to do like engineering. I'm like, we don't have that. They'd be like, or I'm going to do like, be a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, well, what are you going to do with it? And they'll be like, oh, I'll be a tattoo artist. And like, <laughs> it's like awesome watching People come in with these big ideas about life. And that's one of the things that I love about young people. The wonder and imagination of being young and at college where the world is your, how do they say, oyster? Is it oyster? Okay, good. I got that right. Um, If I get any word wrong, remember that I was actually raised in Africa, okay? Uh, That's where I came from. But I've always wondered, when I've worked with college students, there comes a time when in freshman year, people are excited. They're going to do rush. I pray for y'all. And then eventually, there comes to a point where it seems like the fire just kind of like slowly dies down. They lose the wonder and amazement of life and the imagination. And it's always like brought me down because I'm like, man, do you remember how excited you were when you were a freshman? Wasn't that awesome? That wasn't awesome? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I hope that you guys never lose that spark in you that first brought you to LCU when you first came in and you said, I'm going to be whatever I want to be. The second thing that I love about, one of the things that I loved about my time here at LCU was the, the immensity of opportunities. And I want to encourage you guys, take risks. Take risks at everything that you do. I hope that you guys can cultivate a life of imagination, but imagination takes a lot of risk-taking, Right? Uh, what, why do we call a risk a risk? If you were guaranteed that it was going to work out, would that be a risk? No, right? There's so many opportunities that I had here at this campus that I thought were, that I've never got before, you know. So I want to encourage you as you're trying to figure out the man or woman that God wants you to be, take those social risks, you know. Um, I've always wondered, like this just came to my mind, I've always wondered, like we come here and we think, there's, there's a way we look at God and we think God just maybe loves me personally and nobody else. And, and the question came to my mind this morning and I was thinking, what if God doesn't use me for big things? Ever thought about that? What if it's not you that God is using, is going to use to achieve something big, but it's that kid, it's that random person you wouldn't talk to, and maybe your blessing in life is through you taking a risk to put yourself out there and talk to your neighbor. What if that's where your blessing will come from? And so I want to encourage you. Like, I notice that when people grow older, I, I thank God for my ministry. But I've noticed that students, whenever they go through school and do the mundane, they get to a point where they're less likely to take risks. They stop dreaming. They stop imagining. They get to a point where maybe life becomes comfortable. And I've always hated that. I've always hated that. Um, if life was a guarantee that everything would work out, none of us, I, I don't think that would be risk-taking. That would just be, that would be boring. You know, um, it kind of reminds me one time, uh, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was like maybe like 12 or so. I used to love, I used to get in trouble a lot, take risks. I used to love getting in trouble. No, not love, but I used to get in trouble just naturally. And I remember this one time at my house, this was back in Uganda, uh, we... We, we thought it would be fun and athletic to jump off of the roof and see who could land, like, on the ground. And an idea came to me, and I was like, let's play this game where you jump off of the roof, and I catch you. And that was with my friend Isaac. And I told Isaac, get up on the roof, and I'm going to catch you. And Isaac, 
the risk taker that I love that he was, I actually don't worry. He is. I don't know if he made it through life. But Isaac gets on the roof. And I told Isaac, come on, man. I got you. I believe that I got him. And Isaac jumps off of the roof. And I'm there to uh, grab Isaac. And for a half second, I closed my eyes because this was a big dude. And I closed my eyes. And Isaac somehow missed and fell uh, <laughs> to my right and broke an arm. Oh, bring an arm in Africa is nothing. Like, pff, you don't even go to the hospital. But I remember <laughs> we got in trouble for it, okay? Why do I tell that story? I don't know why. Sometimes risks don't, risks don't work out, but I'm glad that Isaac learned a lesson that day not to trust me. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know, that's just life, right? Have you ever taken risks that have not worked out, and has that made you not take more risks? This one time, I was, uh, I hope you guys appreciate the calf, because... I don't know what that has to do with anything. But I was eating at Marcus Street, which I love. And I love people. If you've never met me, I love people. I will talk to anybody. I think people are amazing. I think people are awesome. And I remember going through this salad bar, and there was this lady. I like to talk to anybody. Also, you know that you've been eating at Marcus Street when the calf ladies there know you by name. And, <laughs> and I'm going through this salad bar, and I see this nice woman. She was a nice person. And as I'm picking my salad, she actually approaches me first and she's like, you know, when people make those like not so funny jokes about food, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with it. And I start talking to this lady and I'm like, you know what, God, this is a good moment for me to build a Christian community. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to this lady. So I'm asking her where you're from, blah, blah, blah. And then I noticed she's heavy and not, 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 I mean like pregnant. Don't cancel me. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> Y'all looking for excuses. Boot me off. No. I, <laughs> I noticed this lady is, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, when are you due? And she give me, gives me this look of, huh? And so I'm like picking my sound. I'm like, oh, I guess she didn't hear me. I'm like, ah, uh, when are you due? She's like, uh, what are you talking about? And then whew, I pointed at her stomach and I was like, when are you due? She was not pregnant. And I remember having this awkward look between me and this woman. When you do this look of like, and we both walked away. I thank God that I took that risk. Would I ever do that again? Yeah. Um, sometimes it doesn't pay off. Sometimes it doesn't pay off. But one time it might pay off. When I was uh, maybe f 15 or so, uh, in my church in Uganda, the minister there, his name was, uh, last name was Pepper. First name, Larry. Larry Pepper. But Larry Pepper was a doctor, so he was Dr. Pepper. One time, Dr. Pepper walks up to me and he tells me, Dean, you should play on the band uh, at the church. Because he had seen me before messing around with the keyboard. Have you ever seen those people who know like one tune on the keyboard? And they're like, that was me. He saw me one time and he said, Dean, you should play on the keyboard. I should have said, no, I don't know how to play. And I said, I'm going to do it. The next Sunday, I get put on the worship team. It was bad. It was bad. We had this lady called Trish at the church who had this habit of worshiping with one eye. She would be praying and worshiping, and then she'd do this thing where she shows you, I know what you're doing, and it's bad. Stop. I remember playing on the band, and Trish gave me this look of, walk off the stage right now. If you've never been to African churches, they're loud. They're very loud. Nobody knew that I did not know what I was doing. 
I figured out that I could just tune the volume of the keyboard down and I can, I can have a great time and nobody will know. So I turned it down because Trish was giving me that look and y'all should have seen me faking it. Sometimes you got to fake it with the, with the risks. And the band is playing, it's turned down and I'm doing my thing that, that I did not know what I was doing except for this one white kid behind me who was standing over me going like, And that's how I got to start leading worship, actually, because Dr. Pepper thought I had a skill that I did not have. And he made me play on a band I did not want to do, and I faked my way through a risk. That's how I learned how to lead worship, because one time, I just took a risk and I said, I'm going to try what I'm going to do. Why do I say all of these things? I say to me, like, I hate whenever, it's always bothered me, I've always hated whenever, like, y'all come in. And you have a grand idea of what life should be. You walk in, you have these goals of, this is what I hope my spiritual life would be. This is what I hope to have. And I hate how it seems like for a lot of us, we, it's almost like an upward curve. And then we get to a point, and many of us do not know. If I could ask you and said, when did that fire burn out? When did you stop being so excited about life? Many of you guys don't know when that, that time was. Do y'all know that? Do you remember the last time that you stopped being so interested in spiritual things or the last time that you stopped dreaming big about life? And I've always thought, what would it take for us to bring people into LCU, make them dream big, make them take risks, make them take advantages of all the things that we have so that when you walk out of LCU, you never stop dreaming. When, you, when you're, uh, when you're uh, a sophomore, you never stop thinking, how could I be better? How can I serve God more? How can I love my neighbors more? And that's something that I've always wished for you guys. Five things. Don't ever lose your wandering imagination of the world. There will never be more time in your life than now. Life gets busier. Travel. Do what you want to do. Invest in your friends. Take risks. Take advantages of the opportunities that you have and know that life actually does actually get better after college. And I hope that when you guys walk in here, you guys will bless this nation, will bless this world because you guys never stop dreaming. God bless you. Have a great day. You are dismissed. <laughs>